Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're back with Luke and Pete Shaw. Lukey Moore on a Monday. How's your weekend been? How are you feeling? How are you faring? Uh, good. Okay, and not bad. How are you? Right, I'm good. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm you, you spoke. I've been spending a lot of time on uh, on the old uh, on the old TikTok uh, this week. Uh, trying to find out what you know. What what you know. Running a, a wrestling podcast. I'm just trying to figure out what what a wrestling um, TikTok looks like. And um, turns out it, it's quite hard because um, IP management is very aggressive. I was about <laughs> on, to say, yeah, on... but what it probably tends to look like is you get a load of writ sent to you by Vince McMahon. Yeah, it's, oh, it's no, he sold it, and he sold it now, hasn't he? He sold it now, but he's still very much in the hot seat with his little dirty moustache. <laughs> looking oh, like an absolute he, he's, gone for, he's going for like a proper like golden age of cinema Hollywood kind of vibe, but he just looks baddie. like a, yeah, he looks bad. He looks like a baddie. Um, um, but yeah, that, that was interesting. But you, but you spoke about um, the enshittification of uh, TikTok at the back yeah. end of the last show. Have you read that like, article yet? I uh, I haven't no I didn't <laughs> even though you posted it on the look of picture on Twitter I didn't have time uh, but uh, basically is is it just about that everything's got a bit shit on TikTok even though most people who are that not that into TikTok um, would very much be sort of, of of the opinion that it was already quite so, shit the reason it's a br- it's really it's a brilliant article and it was in Wired and it's written mm. by a guy called Corey Doctorow. And the reason yeah. it was so good is because it was very, very clear on what I think is quite a complicated issue for a lot of people. He's a legend uh, in the game. He's oh, a is he? I don't, I, didn't know, I don't know of his work. Yeah. Oh, and he's, he's well known, is he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so the, the first paragraph of the article, for those who want a flavour, is super clear. It's basically this. Here is how platforms die. First, they are good to their users. Then they abuse their users to make things better for their business customers. And finally, <laughs> they abuse those business customers to claw back all the value for themselves. And then they die. And he uses examples of Facebook, uh, of uh, Google, and of some other places. I think Twitter's in, in the mix-up. And right. he's, he, what the point he's making is that like TikTok has done this astonishingly quickly right. uh, and now to the point where it's essentially already a bit useless I'm obviously paraphrasing um, and the final paragraph is um, you know for many years even TikTok's critics gradually admitted that no matter how surveillant and creepy it was it was really good at guessing what you wanted to see but TikTok couldn't resist the temptation to show you the things it wants you to see rather than what you want to see the initiativation right. has begun and it's now unlikely to stop it's too late to save TikTok now that it has been infected with initiativation the only thing left is to kill it with fire um, <laughs> so I, I kind of do you know what it reminded me of a thing that you and I have spoken about many times in the past which is like this affection we have basically because we're men of a certain age with certain interests of when the internet was like quite exciting and decentralized and full of possibilities mm. and now it feels like it's not like that and, and and i think tiktok's interesting not just because of the ramifications of it but because it feels like no big breakthrough tech business in the social media space is 
finds it possible to become immune from this fucking bullshit. Like mm. none of them, are, none of them are capable of saying, "We're just going to make this for users. We're just going to make this a nice place to be." And yeah, we're going to run a few ads on it. And yeah, we're going to offer a subscription model, so we'll make a bit of money. But that's all we're going to do. They can't not interfere, and I don't really know why. And 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 the reason I think that's partly interesting is because it opens up a whole lot of ramifications philosophically as well. Because if you are someone who's just claiming, like say Zuckerberg does, just to be a platform and you can't be held accountable for the shit that goes on, on your platform. Mm. That argument only gets you so far because you are you are essentially feeding things to people, making editorial decisions, using algorithms, all the rest of it, which you are responsible for. Mm. And so that that that's where that argument falls down. But as a general point, I would just say, why are people not capable of just saying, here's the fucking, here's the website, here's the social media aspect to it, here's how we're going to make a bit of money off it, and we're just going to fucking leave it alone. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say I've just gone on uh, TikTok there and checked out what the first three videos that were served to me. Um, somebody getting a, a, a tamarind seed uh, removed out of their nose. Nice. Um, a woman in a bikini uh, and a really, really tall bridge in Japan. So that's, that's, fine not, for me. Actu- that's not actually my algorithm. That's um, the Clash of the Titles TikTok that I'm logged <laughs> into. So God knows what. You know, producer Nicky's been up to. I'll take everything back. That sounds really good. <laughs> that does sound really good. Yeah. <laughs> well, all I need is a woman on a big bridge, big engineering marvel, uh, in a bikini, a getting a tamarind uh, uh, yeah. seed pulled out of her. But nose. Peter, uh, you know about you know about tech. So just, uh, I know you probably might find this a bit boring, but just indulge me and I'll ask, answer the question: Why are they not able to just leave it to the users to enjoy what they want to enjoy? But but um so as in like what because well, they want to manipulate it to get people to stay on the site longer. Yeah, but that okay. but is that not just business sense? Like going you know we're getting we're getting killed by Twitter and Megalodon and fucking this and that and and what's Megalodon? And we need... Do you mean Mastodon? Sorry, Mastodon. <laughs> um, what's Megalodon? Megalodon is, is the first ever uh, discovered dinosaur from Thursday's show. So good for you. Yeah, okay. Great so callback. Ma- Mastodon's like a uh, is that a historical massive giant whale? A mastodon is a gigantic um, mega for uh, yeah mega fauna from like prehistoric times. I think. Yeah, and similar also, vibes, isn't it? Oh, it's got mega ma- megala. Yeah, like a massive elephant. Yeah, and then um, they're, they're also a actually quite good band um, from Atlanta, like quite yeah. a heavy metal kind of sludge metal, stoner metal band um, who have got some really good songs, but I think suffered suffered quite a lot from having an association with a guy who was in another band who played on every one of their albums right? Uh, and did some bad stuff. Did some bad Carry on. stuff. That's fine. Basically, there's a guy from another band who wasn't in yeah. Mastodon, but he appeared right. on all the Mastodon albums. Right. Because I think he was friends with them. Then he got basically cancelled for doing a load of awful shit. Right. And I don't... It's, it's unclear how that's affected Mastodon, I would say. I um, Yeah, I never get... I, there's, I never get the... <sighs> Taking Back Sunday, uh, uh, brand new. Uh, I don't know where they kind of fit together because I know the brand new guy got in trouble, um, right? And, I, and I've not really kept up. And and if I don't have to keep up, if I don't keep up, I can still listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I if I don't keep up, I can still enjoy. Don't don't read anything in the news about anything, and you can listen to whatever music you want. Exactly, yeah. Just, just do not learn anything new, and your heroes will maintain. You know, they, yeah. they will maintain their luster. I don't know anything <laughs> about the guy from Brand, brand New. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't start Googling now and reading stuff out. Uh, oh, I've, but, I've just read it. Awful. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. all right, cool. Um, I very much enjoy um, millennials um, basically just taking DMs that quite legendary um, band members from big bands, um, they'll, they will think nothing of just putting thirsty little creepy little slidey DMs on Twitter and it's very much their right and I very much enjoy it um, <laughs> bloke at the strokes got, got um, you received what? a couple yourself yeah. Uh, the bloke at the strokes was uh, what's his name Julian Casablancas he was um, basically uh, sort of he, he wasn't even that creepy it was more weird he just we talked sort of about this before we talked about it it was Did very we? odd yeah. yeah it's brilliant I love it I love all that <laughs> There was an element of it, from what I remember, where he um, he seemed genuinely interested in, in in what someone's opinion was on something quite odd. I'm here for that. But anyway, oh just 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 give me give me my answer to my question about TikTok because you know about more about this stuff than me. Why can't they just leave it alone and let it organically develop into what people want? Because they have shareholders and they worry about the future of the company and they worry about maximising as much money as they can. Like, if I'm a $5 billion um, company now, why can't I be a $10 million company tomorrow? Like, this is just that, isn't it? It's just panicking, just, just fucking shit in their pants and, and not trusting people. Um, I think that's kind of, like, you're the place where everybody, you know, TikTok is, I think, still maintains. Um, people Google stuff, sorry, people search for stuff on TikTok um, solutions, uh, plans, guides, uh, technical um, uh, blueprints uh, for what you're trying to do. If I've got like a, you know, if, if I've got a fucked up pipe, um, apparently going on a TikTok and going, I've got a fucked up pipe. Can you help me with this? Um, there are so many creators who are creating stuff for free, um, uh, helping people out. You know, the, the, and and so um, kids basically use it as a search engine these days, and that's been the case for a very long time, and it will continue, no doubt. But the company, the, the people our age who run these companies, they go, ah, I'm worried we're not going to have enough money tomorrow. And ah, and they just get sold snake oil solutions from from third party companies who are, you know, who will be able to sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, maximise their, their income, so to speak. Yeah, it was interesting in that article in Wired because he said that um, Google's gone to absolute shit now. Like you search for anything on Google, you're not really getting search results that are helpful for you you're getting search results that people have essentially paid to be at the top of the rankings right okay it's it's the same as amazon right have you gone to amazon basically the way amazon's business model works is that you go to amazon and they just do everything they can to stop you buying anything from anywhere else right but the the search engine that amazon employs essentially just uses sponsored um paid for results to get to the top. So it's not like it's nothing to do with the customer. It's nothing to do with the user. It's just, and, and then in some cases, Amazon will go over and above that. They'll find the one that's thing that's most popular, break it down, build it themselves, sell it at a massive loss to basically push those other legitimate make, manufacturers of things out of business and then just keep people on the site and keep it churning. And, mm. and I also was really interested. I don't think this Corey guy said this in the article, but I did a little bit of research around it afterwards because I found it so interesting. I actually found out that um, the second biggest search engine is YouTube. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So you know, people say, oh, people, you say, oh, you, people go on TikTok, maybe young people to kind of search for things they want or help they want. I think people do that with YouTube a lot now because we were, we were, re- we were, we've been talking a while about how for a while now, Pete, haven't we? About how YouTube is, I think, the second biggest discovery platform for podcasts now as well. 
Mm. Yeah, and it, but God knows how to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, well, no we'll one knows that, do they? No, it's true. Uh, um, Pete, in the dim distant past in this episode, you mentioned your wrestling business right. as well. Business. I've and, started. Uh, uh, I've started a company. Um, what's it called? All Dance and Wrestling. All Donaldson, AD, uh, ADW, yeah. uh, All Donaldson Wrestling. <laughs> People just get to turn up, they pay, and they get to turn up, put some lycra pants on, just beat the shit out of you. Yeah, I mean, it's not really, I mean, it, I mean, we could talk about the wrestling, but the main kind of um, USP for, for, for my wrestling company um, is that um, the belts are just normal sized. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Just like a leather belt. The just a leather belt. <laughs> yeah. The world champion gets one of the cowboy buckles. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I was going to say that a week or so ago when, when you recorded the show, a couple of shows with me, I think you had just landed back from WrestleMania. Okay, yeah. And you just threw away, just threw it away as a fact that wasn't even that interesting hmm. that Lewis Capaldi did an impromptu gig on your flight. Yeah. Well, he was just like, so there was a bit of a kerfuffle and I said, I turned to Mark and I said, Mark. Was that Lewis Capaldi who just walked past me with a guitar in his hand? Quite a distinctive-looking chap, it's fair to say, as well. Uh, no, I think that the point is he isn't a distinctive-looking chap. He's just a schlubby young man. No, distinctive you know, as in, in, the, in the arena he's in. Fair. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah he's an every, he's okay. a common guy. He's an everyday guy, yeah. and that's a good thing. But he's funny, not like a bridge school yeah. chiselled fella, is he? No, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, and he was just walking up there. I said, Mark, is that, is that Lewis Capaldi? And I'm not sure Mark was massively across... Uh, what he he looked like these days uh but um yeah he was he was he was doing then we saw him at like um when we were picking up our our um our bags and he was just cutting about and and i and apparently and and, and mark had seen there was some camera um equipment uh, at the front of the plane and uh yeah he did a he did a little gig apparently i mean it looked out of all of those kind of um out of all those kind of like you know in air gigs, sort of impromptu lift gigs and stuff, it it was about as apologetic as it possibly could have been. It looked mm. like he sang half a song. I think he sang one chorus. What just for a video or something? Just for a video for a, a British Airways thing, I think. Oh, maybe. I see what you I mean. Know. Okay, because I don't but think people should be doing those things in public. I think no, you know, because if you're trying, because the, the, he actually sort of named it. He said, "Oh, there's a bloke trying to sleep over there. Uh, well, can I sing the chorus to my new song?" <laughs> it's just so fucking weird. It's also these so two girls playing. How would anyone these, know what's happening? Exactly. Yeah, these two girls who were big fans of Lewis Capaldi, and they're just kind of you know they're just, they're just in um in just sat in their economy seats and they're just, loving it. They were loving it, but I just sort of think, well, what happens for the rest of the the flight? Knowing that Lewis Capaldi's there, and like he's gone to sit up in, you know, in in, in club or or, or or first or whatever. He's not in first. Full is he well. Capaldi? He's not in first. I believe they blocked out the whole of the first. Well, they seemed to block out most of the first because they were because um, that's where they were filming. I think. Blimey, oh, I've never know. even been in the first class cabin, let alone flown in one. I don't know where the difference is between business and first. It seems like very. In the same way that premium economy and economy are quite similar, I imagine like business and first. What's the point, guys? I think premium makes a difference, especially if you're right. big like I am. Big guy, you big a, guy. It's a, it's a bit. If you get a t- if you get one of the two seats on the side in premium, it's decent. decent. Yeah, it really makes decent. a massive difference for a long flight. Yeah. And really I, I, ultimately, I'd just suck it up, generally speaking. But I think if, if I can, I'll do premium. Mm. But then, then I've never even seen first class. I mean, it must just be. Your own cubicle with a big flatbed or something, I suppose. But yeah, the, the, yeah. the price is astronomical, though. I mean, it's, again, it's not worth it, does it? You'd For the value, the no, because you're not yeah, in long no. enough. 
I mean, it's like we're, 20 grand or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, when, when, what when are you I used doing? To work, so did I tell you I used to work for a yacht charter company back in the day? No, you really I, didn't. Yeah, I, I used to work for like a, a kind of a company that did yacht chartering and yacht clubs all around the world and stuff. And I just basically right. sit in their office in Portsmouth doing um, customer service on the phone. Hmm. But um, they used to have obviously quite a lot of wealthy people using to you choosing them to, for their holidays and stuff. And um, the kind of premium option, which I think at the time, this is about 20 years ago, but the time was, I think they would use, you'd use Virgin upper class flights. Yeah. And I genuinely like occasionally got a phone call from a customer saying, um, oh, uh, as part of my flight deal with Virgin upper class through you guys, um, I'm supposed to have a chauffeur pick me up from my house, take me to the airport and whisk yeah. me through the terminal. But the chauffeur, hasn't, the chauffeur hasn't turned up. Um, and I have to kind of find out what happened. So as part of the first class ticket on Virgin at that point, you basically got a chauffeur-driven limo to the airport as well. So I guess there's a lot of added value that comes along with it, maybe. Fair. Okay. But even then, I mean, it's you know, it's it's money, it's chucking money away, isn't it? <laughs> Which I you mean, are an expert. I just, uh, well, yeah, but I wouldn't. I, I don't have that amount of money. But I just, it's just like the food wouldn't be any better. The films wouldn't be. Do you get better films? Do you get access to? Can you ring the? There, there was a scene yeah, in first um, class. You get Citizen Kane and The Godfather. <laughs> All the best ones. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a scene in. Uh, have you been watching the new series of uh, Succession? I'm I gonna have. Spoiler it. Not going to spoil it. I won't spoil it. it. I won't say anything. But I'm I have been watching spoiler it. it. No spoilers here. Fuck off. Um, well, f- fuck off. Yeah. Don't spoil me. Fuck off. Yeah. And, somebody's, and, and somebody goes, can I speak to the pilot, please? And they go, the pilot can't speak to you. He's landing the plane. Yeah. And I was thinking, if you're in, if you're in, in first, uh, first I think you should be able to ring the pilot and have a chat. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you, get like a, you get like a card with like five or six um, subject options. Yeah, exactly. You can talk yeah. to them about. One of them you, could be just be plane flying. What's uh, it like? Do you like Skittles? Just, yeah, one, yeah, just one could be your favorite. Yeah, one could be that. Um, yeah. um, do you know? I can I can genuinely remember being eleven years old and going on holiday with my family. Mm. Uh, this would have been in nineteen ninety two, and they let me and like three other kids go up onto the flight deck and meet the pilot. Yeah, I mean that kind of happened all the time back in the day, and then one particular event stopped that. So kids are not getting the opportunity to sort of get up there and. Uh, and hang out with the pilot. While I remember flying. just thinking it was absolutely unreal to go in there. Yeah, because obviously when you're a kid, it looked massive as well. Just a five thousand buttons. How do <laughs> so you know many all of them buttons? Are? I just, I just so many. There, there was this um, car I was looking at. Not looking at. I was going to buy or anything. Um, it there was a video of a car that had a jet engine in it, like a Rolls Royce jet engine <laughs> thing at the front, and so it was like it had a really long nose, like it was three times bigger than the actual car itself. That that, and, um, that was a plane, Pete. That's, a, that's what a plane sorry, is. that was yeah. uh, sorry, that was a plane, and it, yeah. and you won't believe what happened next. Um, <laughs> but like it went like you, you had a flick like four switches before you even started the engine. So you'd sort of test the fan, test this, test that, mm. test, th- and and that was just a fucking car. Mm. And then you had to press another two buttons to get it started, and then another two buttons to you check the pressure on the th- and like that's just to start a car. And like before you know it, you've got another fixed ground. penalty notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy yeah that's, that's funny. unbelievable um, let's have a quick break when we come back we'll squeeze a couple of emails in shall we alright then cool here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full time gig 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We're back with the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by uh, Mr. Lukey Moore. Um, it's time for some emails, people. There's, yeah, there's no got, two ways about an, it. We've got an air travel themed email here. Nice, I like it. Uh, if you fancy it, it's from uh, our friend Tim. He says, "Hi, gang, big fan of the show. Have tried an ice pop prime, and I can confirm that it is indeed a drink. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> oh, did you see Donald Trump had a bottle of prime? He did. Yeah, was it UFC or something? Uh, uh, the thing about this is, and I know that it's a polarizing figure, and you know, I know that every right thinking person thinks he's a bellend because he is." Mm. Why is it the wrestling again? He's got other stuff on. He's just been indicted. The first ever president to be indicted for a crime. <laughs> I'm going straight to the wrestling. Yeah. Is it, was I, it the I wrestling? Think I thought it was UFC. Oh, whatever it is, I think because he does like wrestling, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he's, he's taken a couple I, of stunners in his time. Yeah, I think he likes wrestling because it's exactly as he thinks the world should be. Like really <laughs> black and white, good versus evil. Everyone gives you attention, yeah. and he can understand it. But the nuance, there's no nuance. Anyway, I digress. He, he has done a very, very you know, big service to us in our quest to try and make Prime uncool. Yeah, he's really getting involved, isn't he? Yeah, that, yeah. that would be, that is, I mean, that is unhelpful for uh, KSI and uh, Logan Paul. But but some might say KSI's doing his own uh, yeah. damage anyway. And some might also say, I think they'll both probably be fine. I think they'll be uh, fine, fine, yeah. fine, actually, yeah. Uh, I'll let Tim pick up the story. He says, I was listening to the latest episode where someone had emailed in about their Esther expiring on the way to the States. And Ugh. it reminded me of my own cursed airport story. In my second year at uni, I spent a summer working in the Pennsylvania mountains as a rock climbing instructor at a camp before spending some time traveling around the East Coast. Uh, this re- required me to have a J-1 visa. Pete, you've spent a lot of your time as a rock climbing instructor in Pennsylvania, haven't you, in the mountains? 
that's where the rocks are. So that that's the first place I look. To be honest, he'll go there if he is about. And a my rock, cup, he'll go my there. rock cup overfloweth. <laughs> uh, Tim says the year after I finished my degree at uni, I got a job in Texas as an audio engineer, which required me to get another J one visa. So I go to the U.S. embassy and get a new one issued in my passport, and my old one is marked with an expired without prejudice stamp, which means I did nothing wrong. The thing just expired. Right. About a month later, I'm flying out to Texas, specifically Austin is my final destination, but I need to change in Houston. I present my passport at immigration, and the guy looks at it for two seconds, hands it to another security guard, and says, go and stand in that line over there. Uh. This was a very long line, so I asked how long it would be as I had a connecting flight, and he just looked at me and said, get in line. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm standing there, and I'm seeing a guard walk up and down, asking if anyone needs to go to the bathroom. I ask him how long. He tells me the average wait is six hours, so Ugh. I was, of course, going to miss my flight. I didn't have an American phone, so I had to borrow a stranger's phone to email my boss and my apartment complex to let them know I was going to be late or I might be deported. Um, <laughs> eight hours pass, and I finally get called up, and I'm taken to a room with three security guards, and I'm asked to sit at a table. They then slide my passport over to me and ask me where my visa was. They had it open on the old visa, which had the expiration stamp. I turned one page and said, there it is. They looked at it, closed the passport, handed it back to me and told me to have a nice evening. (laughs) By a miracle, I got on the last flight to Austin because of a no-show. But every time I've been through Houston, it's been cursed to the point that I actively avoid it. Um, (laughs) Thanks for the show. Appreciate it. If you could shout out my brother, Joey, who introduced me to the show, I know he'd love it. So hello to you, Joey. And thanks for sending that in, Tim. That is a long time to wait for someone to not be able to do their admin properly in the first place. The thing that gets me is it's kind of like, I understand there will be a lot of people that the um, staff experience day to day who who, who kind of... um, you know, the, the English might not be the first language. They they, they may find it um, hard to explain. They may not understand the process properly, right? Mm. But when you are talking to someone who clearly can express themselves properly, you do sort of go, "What are you like? Why are you doing this? Like, why are you like? Why are you being? Why can't you just?" you know give them the information that they need this is why you're going in this line and then they mm. can just have a better day but it's not it's just this kind of weird power trippy stuff we've spoken about before i think it it's, drives me fucking i think mad. it's it's a ma- not only that i agree with you but not only that it's a massive own goal for the united states as a country so if you yeah. look at how many people come through the united states as tourists or business travelers mm. or just in transit or whatever who have an experience at an airport in the United States. I think it's something like about 100 million people a year. It's a massive yeah. number. And you know, if you think about, say, how important it is for a country the size of the United States with all the impact it has culturally and, and the fact it is, you know, the world's biggest Western democracy and all the rest of it, um, mm. it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity to have a really good PR win for no real outlay. There's absolutely yeah. no reason. Like, I understand there's processes in place. I understand you've got to do the admin. You've got to do the thing you've got to do. But there is no reason at all why they can't do it in a really helpful, kind, um, patient way and give people who a lot of the time are only experiencing it for the very first time a really positive experience of the country. It would do wonders for their standing around the world. It really would. But they refuse to do it. I mean, uh, there's the, there's, it's the only country. Like, we went into um, uh, uh, LAX. Um, the actual process is getting through. It's quite quiet. I think they've opened a new terminal or something. So we got through quite quickly. Um they ask you like why are you here 
And it's like, why is anyone fucking LA? It's fucking tourism. You know, like, yeah. everyone's just coming. To, so I said, I'm going to watch WrestleMania. All right, okay. I mean, why are you here for seven days? Because, well, why are you here for six days? Uh, WrestleMania's only two days. I was like, well, because there's other shows on. And fuck you is why. Like, fuck <laughs> yeah. you. And, um, and is, and, uh, uh what's your favourite wrestler? I was like, why are you asking me what my favourite fucking wrestler is? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. Yeah, fine. I'm sure there's processes that help, but I'm just clearly just here to watch some fucking wrestler. I mean, Jesus mm. Christ. It's yeah. so silly. Uh, my, my my tip would be to fly to Boston. Boston yeah. Logan's great. Oh, what, Never had a bad experience in Boston. Yeah, yeah, they change. Yeah, yeah, they change. Go uh, LA. I, I think LX. I think when people, <laughs> I know your, your your LA thing's fine, and I've flown through LA. I can't remember what it was like, but I, I know I know what you mean. But a lot of people, when they talk about American border patrol or border security, they're basically talking about JFK, right? And yeah, that's just, oh, that's LA, just yeah. notoriously shit. But no, no one in America thinks JFK is a good airport. Like, Americans right. think JFK is a fucking nightmare from start to finish, anyway. Mm. So. Uh, if you if you go elsewhere, it's not quite as bad. Like I've flown to Atlanta, which is I think might even be busier than JFK now. And yeah, it was, it was massive, fine. massive. Uh, it airport. was lovely. You know, so yeah. I think it is a bit hit and miss. But I do think they could do a much better job of PRing themselves mm. um, in that in that way. Um, but they don't for some reason. I think there's a, there's a militarization that goes on of all the things that are at least adjacent to the military, like the police and the border security and all that kind of thing. They just don't mm. think of themselves in that way and I don't think it's very helpful. But anyway, yeah. that's uh, that's life. Uh, we've got one more email here that I want to squeeze in, Pete, if you don't mind. Uh, right, I think you're going to have a big red hot take on it. Uh, no pressure, of course. This is from our friend Connor who says, Hi both. As a resident of the glorious town of Nottingham, I can confirm that Hooters is still well and truly trading and has not, I repeat, not closed down. It was the only one in the UK for a long time. But there has recently been another location opened in Liverpool. Having been on occasion, I can confirm just how bizarre it is as a place. I went in for a couple of pints. It was just strange, in my humble opinion, to see whole families with children in for their <laughs> evening meals with kids sat colouring in, surrounded by Hooters branded balloons. Very odd. <laughs> Thanks, Connor. Um, I've not visited it. I, I know it by reputation only, but apparently it's alive and well in Nottingham, Peter. Yeah, well, we knew it was alive and well in Nottingham, and I think there's another one opening in 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 Burnley. Oh, that might be Little Caesars. I can't remember. Either way, um, it, it it is a bizarre concept even for America. It's certainly a bizarre concept over here. And you'd think that like, the Europeans would kind of get it more. You know what I mean? But it's just, I mean, the name. You may have a vibe that you want to go for, but the name is just so horrendous. Yeah. Do you reckon they need a rebrand? I think they do. Um mm. They should, they should rebrand. <laughs> they should rebrand to Denny's. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I love Denny's. I keep threatening to go to the Wimpy on the uh, on on Lee uh, High Street. Get yourself a Bender Burger, mate. Yeah, Wendy Bender Burger. And Lovely. then get yourself a brown derby for dessert. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Two actual dishes you can get a Wimpy. Anyway, Peter, <laughs> let's wrap up. That'll do us for now, won't it? Um, yeah. We'll be back on Thursday for more of this, of course, as we always are. Send your batteries in for suggestions as new players into the game. Uh, hello at com. we are at Luke and Pete Show at all those um, social media destinations as well the, all the usual ones um, thank you very much for listening thank you very much to producer Rory for his excellent work as ever and we will see you again very soon stay safe uh, and be good uh, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Peter as well bye bye
The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.